0: Moving beyond orthodoxy, to those who consider spiritual life beyond the church. So what exactly do you believe now? I mean, what do you follow? Asked my old evangelical friend, who is now an ex-evangelical too. These types of questions come up as we talk about our mutual journeys. We've just recently connected after many years passing with only thoughts, no contact. We met while I was pastoring a church in New Jersey. He was a philly boy hanging out at the beach and wanted to get a church connection and i was in a church affiliation with which he was familiar so over the years we have both suffered several self-inflicted wounds as we attempted to do spiritual work while still very much under the sway of ego eye and all of its schemes and scams it's been several years a little bit over 15 i suppose since i stepped down from that rather self-appointed post and my friend and i geographically parted ways As we first started to reconnect, I wasn't quite ready to carelessly unleash well over ten years of intensive study and a constellation of spiritual gleanings from the millennia of unlatent thinkers on religion and philosophy. It would do damage. It's not loving, but instead, it's completely the opposite. It's 100% self-serving. It's the look-at-me mode of that ego I is so desperately wanting to inject. In fact, my spirit was quick to bring to mind the responsibility to appropriately represent the kingdom as an ambassador to the best of my ability. This means to work to understand before trying to be understood. It means to listen before talking, to speak with economy with an attitude of guarded secrecy on essential spiritual topics, to reply with grace as with the tongue touched with coal from the holy altar, as one anointed with the oil of gladness means to ask Socratically, so as to draw insights out of the inner will of the heart for the benefit of all. To listen Rogerianly, seeking the commonality found in truth, the balanced and perennial middle ground. To teach and illustrate the Christ, not with the wisdom of man, but instead with absolute surrender to the light of God-kissed consciousness. To love as the Eternal I Am teaches love with a single eye and a myopic focus to unfold into what he's called us all to become and is still calling now for he is eternal love itself my friend has modified his theology and has distanced himself from the church if not completely disavowed it the remnants that he's taken forward are the old testament scriptures and the four gospels we all take stuff for the journey we all take way too much stuff But it's okay. Take whatever feeds you, whatever comforts you, and helps guide you as you go step by step from the grip of ego eye into the unknown yet only true reality of God Consciousness and what actually IS life. We have both hung in there with our orthodoxy for decades. It's meant so much to both of us. It's added so much love and texture to our lives, yet we've left. Not because we were asked to leave, but because we had to. We came to the point of our inevitable departure, and our souls knew it. It was a quiet idea bouncing around for some time, oft dismissed or even justified as frustration or irrational temptation. This sense has been there, persistent but polite, and the one who knows that these ideas are present will very naturally unfold and evolve both from and into who they actually are. Welcome to your journey. You are just now getting the courage to move out of what you've known for some time into what the soul has been yearning for since your first arose into Christ consciousness. I can only imagine the endurance and effort you've extended over the years, striving to make it seem and feel like it works, when in fact, the evidence of life and the inner testimony of your own soul confirms it wasn't working. It hasn't been working. The old work involved reading the Bible more, praying more. By the way, standard empty counsel, read more, pray more. We've all been there. Working to make tears well up in some form of repentance, lifting hands in constructed honor and waiting, waiting, waiting waiting so long for the spirit to move and to transform. Waiting for an outside God to decide that the conditions are right to bless and unleash holy power to overcome the depravity we unwelcomely find in the dark corners of our egoic personality. Now, receive, if you can, the idea that this is not the heart nor the character of the one who cannot be named, the true one that has no beginning nor end. No religious affiliation, no dogma, no creed, except pure love. The inscrutable one is not a giving God, for if he was so, he would also be a withholding God, and God withholds no good thing. His goodness emanates from his being without pause and without fail, so much as the sun which never ceases to give its light and warmth. And this we know to be true even on the darkest and coldest days of our experience. The nameless is eternal good and always is. Loving. Wisdom. Goodness. Mercy. Health. Wholeness. Supply. Joy. And more than our infinite mind can comprehend, God is always God and always good. Nature and logic will bring the thoughtful and inquiring mind to this conclusion with very little investigation. Listen, he needs no begging or pleading from his own to be good, for he cannot be anything but this very thing. His good flows to all humanity as life and presence. All that he is is available for any and all who seek in authenticity. The goodness of God is what leads one to repentance, which is metanoia, to change the mind direction. The warming draw of his eternal love, the beauty of wisdom, the scent of forgiveness and acceptance is compelling to the unfolding soul who's becoming aware of that presence within. You've noticed a slight echo in the inner voice of your faith, a bit of a distancing or dampening. Is it moving away? Where is it going? What's happening to me? You want him so much. I know something inside you wants and needs him and senses a vague separation which I promise you is illusory. You've gone from church to church in search of an experience in koinonia between the human and divine, yet everywhere you turn you get the same franchise-like party line answers to life's stuff. Answers that are as smooth and worn as the knotty handle on a hillbilly's walking stick. These are the pat answers and defenses that have been crafted for ecclesiastical efficiency. Even the denomination's sake. Maybe not so much for the pursuit of a better understanding of the Creator's nature and ways as Christ, but instead from a darkened human reasoning, propagated in a darkened age, filled with superstition, institutional self-interest, insecurity, and the subsequent manipulation and shenanigans that come with this mentality. Listen, we all... All who are questioning the standards of orthodoxy come to this bridge of decision. The decision to be made is not to take what has been spoon-fed to the masses for time immemorial, but to ask new and better questions of our own faith. Instead of going to the church manual of apologetics and figure out how many verses we can string together to make a cogent response to this ungodly claim or that inappropriate action or that mean-spirited person, we're learning to go inward, to the divine counsel that resides at the seat of the soul, the part of us that is forever connected to the source of our being, body, soul, and spirit, found within the kingdom of God that Yeshua declared was within each soul when He said, In Luke 17, verses 20 and 21, when He was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, He answered and said, kingdom of God comes not with observation, neither shall they say, lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Leaven brings a deep sense of loss. A thick, deep pain develops down in the chest and heart. It's loss, grief, anger, fear, insecurity, directionlessness. I know it. I've walked a path. The one that's found all the way in the back end of the church property. Yeah, I found it. Perhaps it's your time to consider a move into your best spiritual interest, but please hear me. This may not be a call to leave your current spiritual culture or expression, but it may be a call to deepen your inner self into your faith system. Can you stay and flourish? I don't know. And right now you may not know either. God knows. It took me eight long years of working through a lot of buried stuff while I was still in the church to figure out for myself that I needed to go. I was eventually released on the inside, like receiving a divine injunction to move beyond my fears and insecurities, but this is certainly not the case for everyone. Sometimes our discontent or discomfort is just a crisis of faith. It may just be a storm of direction or a storm of correction. I can offer help by simply being a sounding board and an experienced thinking partner to help discern what's happening on the inside and what your soul is working to bring forth from the fount of grace deep within your being. What I know and believe is that the one who will never leave you nor forsake you is right there with you, even on the darkest days, even when he feels the farthest away. Hey, drop me a line if you want to talk this out a little more. And maybe you're going to see his best for you become your new norm in the days to come. Hey, go in peace. Be blessed.